Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. In today's video, I'm going to be going through some top trade targets going into week six of the NFL season. So these are players that I'm trying to buy low on. I think their value is basically as low as it's going to be for the foreseeable future. So I want to capitalize on that and target these guys as soon as possible. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. You can also drop any fantasy football related questions and I will make sure to respond to every single person. So drop those down below. But let's get right into my first buy low candidate and it is going to be Cooper Cup. And you know, you may be asking me, Cooper Cup, how is he a buy low after a 16.2 point game, which is what he put up on Thursday night football. And I'm gonna tell you why. It was a primetime game where we saw Robert Woods absolutely show out. Remember, I'm someone who loves the idea of buying and or selling players who played on primetime because those are the games that everyone's watching. Everyone is going to overreact to those. You know, instead of just seeing the box score on your fantasy lineup, you're actually watching, you're seeing what's happening, you're seeing the usage, and Cooper Cup owners were seeing Robert Woods out-target Cooper Cup. And even though he did put up 16.2 points, I honestly think this may be the lowest and cheapest his value is going to be for the rest of the season. If you look at his splits through the first five games, in the first three games of the season, he was averaging 30.4 PPR points per game. The last two games, that has fallen to 13.8. But I personally still value him as a top five wide receiver for the rest of the season. Honestly, he's probably top three. He's right in there with Stephon Diggs. He has received 10 plus targets in every single game. So even, you know, week four and week five, when he's not putting up that top tier production, the opportunity is still there. He's averaging 11.2 targets per game. That is insane. And 104.6 receiving yards per game to go along with those target numbers. Him and Matthew Stafford have just been a little out of sync the last few weeks. I feel like they're going to go out and correct it. And Cooper Cup is going to bounce back to the production he was putting up the first few weeks. You know, he may not be putting up 30 points per game for the rest of the season, but I see him much more in that like low 20s range, honestly, than like the mid-teens. So I'm going to go out and try to acquire Cooper Cup right now. And I wouldn't be trading any wide receiver straight up for Cooper Cup unless they were named Devontae Adams and honestly, maybe Tyreek Hill. Then you have Stephon Diggs in there, but he is up there with those guys. But if I can get him for a little bit less than I probably should, I'm going to capitalize on that all day. I have another stud receiver here, and it is DJ Moore. This was really his first down game of the season, only 8.8 PPR points. And honestly, this was probably the worst possible game script for the wide receiver position. So the Panthers were up the majority of the game, which obviously means they're going to be running the ball a lot. They had 30 team rush attempts in this game, but it wasn't like they were up because they had this great stretch of offense. It was a very low scoring contest. They only scored 18 points. So they got those, you know, 16 points and then they had 18 and they were kind of just trying to hold on to that lead. But obviously, you know, it wasn't like DJ Moore was putting together these massive numbers and then they started to run the ball. Darnold had by far his worst game of the season, three interceptions, only 177 passing yards. So overall, there was just not a lot of opportunity, but you really just have to look at the full five game sample size for DJ Moore. He is averaging 10 targets per game, which is insane. You know, Cooper Cup was 11 something. That is even crazier. 10 targets per game is amazing for a wide receiver. 
and 88 receiving yards per game. He's someone who I love for the rest of the season. I put out my rest of season rankings a few days ago, and I do believe I had DJ Moore as my number five wide receiver. You know, I could really see anywhere between like five, six, seven, eight, you know, maybe even nine, 10, but he's in that range. He is a mid-tier wide receiver one moving forward, and I think you may be able to acquire him for less just because he didn't have that super high draft capital coming into the season. And people do really like to hold on to their kind of initial thoughts coming into the season. But the thing with DJ Moore is that we knew he had the talent. We just didn't know if the usage was kind of going to align with that talent. It 100% has. They're using him as the alpha. Robbie Anderson is not a ton of competition. So he should totally be locked in as a wide receiver one for the rest of the season. The third player here is actually going to be another stud wide receiver. He has not played like a stud to start off the season, but it is AJ Brown. There's really no way around it. Brown has been very disappointing so far. You likely drafted him in the second round, maybe third round in certain leagues, but you spent high, high draft capital on AJ Brown. And so far he has not been worth the return. He has played in three full games, so this is not including the game where he injured his hamstring and left. In three full games, he has only caught 10 passes. He's averaging 43.3 receiving yards per game and 9.7 PPR points. That is not even close to living up to his ADP, but I'm just going to be betting on his two years of high-end production that Brown has had to start off his NFL career over this like four-game sample size to start off the season. He is someone who is still a lock in my lineups moving forward. I think he's going to fix this bad start. Him and Tannehill are going to reconnect, and I think he's going to regain his value as probably a top 12, definitely top 15 wide receiver moving forward. And so if the A.J. Brown owner in your league is starting to panic, they think he's a bust, they think they wasted their second round pick, you have to capitalize on that. I acquired A.J. Brown in one of my leagues coming into week five. I really like the trade. I think if you guys start to offer a round, you know, the asking price is going to be a lot lower than you're probably thinking in your mind. But A.J. Brown is still a stud, and I think he's going to return to his 2020 form. Then we're off of the wide receivers, and we are going to the tight end position. It is going to be Darren Waller. And after week one, Waller's been fairly underwhelming. Remember, if you're looking back at week one, 10 receptions on 19 targets for 105 receiving yards and a touchdown, 26.5 PPR points. And after that game, it was like, wow, Waller's going to be a stud. He is up there in that Kelsey tier. But since then, he has just not lived up to the hype. In the last four games, he's only averaging 11.4 PPR points per game, but I'm still very optimistic about his overall usage. He has received at least seven targets in every single game. That is very solid volume. And overall, he's just an incredibly talented player, and I'm just expecting some much larger performances to be on the way. If you basically have a floor of seven targets, he's going to have some monster games in the future. And so if you can acquire the number two overall tight end, that's how I value him as. For cheaper than you probably should, you have got to move on that all day long. And then the fifth and final player that I'm going to be buying low on is Chase Edmonds. Had to get a running back in this video, and he did not perform well in week five, but you really got to look at the context. He did come into this game banged up with a shoulder injury. He was questionable all week. You know, even on Sunday, there was still some skepticism about whether or not he was going to play. He goes out, doesn't play well, 
but I mean, that's kind of to be expected, but I'm gonna be buying into the first four game sample size instead of the one game where he's injured. In weeks one through four, he was averaging 14.9 PPR points per game, and that was without scoring a touchdown. He's gonna have some positive touchdown regression in the near future. They just have to be on the way. He's playing in this high scoring offense and has not been able to get into the end zone. I understand that James Conner is the goal line back, but I mean, the odds of Edmonds not scoring in five games with all his touches are just so low. Even if it's on a reception, you know, maybe a long carry, he is going to find the end zone very, very soon. And if you can get him at a low point right now, because he played one game with an injury, you guys should definitely do it. But those are the five players that I'm going to be buying low on heading into week six of the NFL season. Let me know what you guys think down below. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and then also make sure you check out my top waiver wire targets. And then also my sell high candidates, which I'm going to be posting later today. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.